0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to tonight's show. We have a very special joint live podcast. Of course,
1: you all know me, Marvin B. of PodNuts Pro. And I'm Mike Smith, host of the Mike Tech Show. And this is the Mike Tech Show, show number 797. All right. Our inspirational
0: quote of the day, incredible change happens in your life when you decide to take control of what you do have power over instead of craving control over what you don't. You're listening to PodNuts Pro, your podcast for business IT support. Marvin B. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Podnuts Pro. I am your host, Marvin B. I am joined tonight by my good friend, Mister Mike Smith from the Mike Tech Show and MHS Consulting, who now has—actually, I should ask—is it official that you have dual residency?
1: It, not yet. Okay, but I am working on that because. There's a lot of benefits in homesteading in Florida and uh, I just did the math. I could be 7 or 8 months in Florida <laughs> versus 4 oh. months in Pennsylvania. So I got I still got to work that out but I'm a Pennsylvania resident officially. Yeah, you might have to change that, you know, no
0: income tax in I Florida.
1: I know. That's that's big.
0: All right. So folks, Podnut Pro is the podcast For IT business support and our main objective is to provide you with product stories and tips all in an effort to help you run your business better smarter and faster and we're going to be doing that this evening and portions of this show will be presented by NetAlly the company that I love that has the handheld testers that we talk about so much the link sprinter the link runner and the one touch malware bytes and computers done right. So we'll be talking about some of those things a little bit later in the show. Mike, what do you got for us?
1: Well, um, wanted to you wanted to let's take a look at the the weather and what's happening. I'm in Pennsylvania for everybody who doesn't know. Even though I have a house in Florida, and uh, Marvin and I have done done work together in Florida uh, for shows. But today it is eighty. Two, and warmer than the temperature in Oldsmar Florida and it's clear it's actually raining in Oldsmar and here it's a beautiful 82 and clear but it's it's humid so I have my air conditioner I have like the secondary air conditioner on here in, in the office but um but I've uh, okay. been been crazy crazy busy and I'm glad and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining cuz I don't want the consulting gods to punish me for complaining, so uh, I'm very happy to be busy, so which is good. So, have you how, how's it been with you right it's, now? It's been good. So
0: you are one temperature higher than it is right here in Fort Lauderdale. We are at now are 81 degrees.
1: Okay. Our wow. real feel
0: is 84. It is a clear night and uh, not so muggy. Um, but you asked about how we're doing business wise. We're doing good. Uh, We are in the midst of a couple of companies that, you know, law firms are having to comply now with their clients if they do insurance defense. All the insurance carriers are now asking them to prove that they are securing their data. So I've actually had a couple of clients where we've had to recommend a third-party company to give them their security assessments. Right. Now – that really is not a big deal for me because I'm not involved with that, with that except to answer questions. However, once the assessment is done, then I get to come back in and say, okay, in order for us to abide by these, we have to add services. And then it's a matter of how much more the customer is willing to spend to do things like multi factor authentication for remote access and all right. of the user access controls that have to be done. So that's going to be fun for us over the next couple of months.
1: Yes, and I'm running into the the same thing which is actually bringing in some new opportunities. So I'm I am acquiring some new clients where I'm helping them write policies and shore up where there's gaps in their security and one of the big things multi-factor authentication for uh for when they're uh, doing remote access. I have attorneys, I have one attorney that finally we put encrypted email because she's dealing with too many medical clients. And because of that, you have to have, you know, you got to, you kind of sneak under there for HIPAA compliance. And so uh, she wants to be able to send uh, more sensitive information. So it's like, okay, it's got to be, it's got to be encrypted. So, yeah. you know, using things like ProofPoint, point, you know. And making sure that they're uh, they're encrypted. So uh, it's interesting you said that, that I'm, uh, that's taking up a lot of time, which is good because it's all billable, but, you know, it can get laborious writing policies and procedures. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's okay. That's what, you know, that's what I did when I was in the corporate world, you know, for PCI compliance, not PCI, SOX compliance, you know, for uh, Sarbanes-Oxley. There you go. Starting to show my age.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, right now we're dealing with HIPAA and FINRA. Mm-hmm. And it, what's, what's even funnier is that these insurance companies, they're not following one specific thing. So some of them say, yeah, we'll accept the NIST rules. Uh Some of them are looking at CMC, CMMC now. So they're not really accepting one framework. They're just kind of saying, okay, what do we need to do? To secure data because a lot of the insurance companies, they don't care about a lot of stuff. They just need to know is, is their data secure? Is the right people, you know, having access to the information and are you blocking out others? And if something happens, not only is the data backed up, but can you still work in a disaster recovery? And that's where the big hang up a lot of times is everybody, you know, they've got their data backed up, but it's like, well, what do you do if there's no server
1: access? And that is business continuity. And that is exactly, which is a little, sometimes a little different than disaster recovery. Yep. A lot of people don't realize. And that's you, I, I sometimes combine the policies where it makes sense. And then if they're audited or looked at and we got to break them out, then we do, you know, but right now I kind of write it as it's, you know, we're taking care of both. Right. And trying to, save some time and i mean i have a company with just 3 people using their laptop at home you wouldn't believe the po- i have policies that a couple hundred people in a company don't have these policies but it's because of their clients requiring it and so now i'm on a conference call with their client and we're reviewing them and we're passing everything and i'm like okay i got my templates I'm set, you know, I tweak them, you know, for based on the company and, you know, so far so good. Yep. And
0: I'm hoping that all of my clients, you know, do the same thing. I've got one customer I am a little concerned about, and I probably shouldn't say this over the air, but I'm going to, it's my show and I'm not going to say their name, (laughs) but they were told by their client that they needed to do multi-factor authentication, so I went through the process of getting them all set up with TrueGrid mm-hmm. because they didn't want to get the VPN licenses, and they were actually going to need hardware, additional hardware, because their firewalls weren't powerful enough for them to also do VPN connections and all this other stuff. Right. So we were going to give them new firewalls. We were going to get them a mobile appliance. I use SonicWall, so they actually have a separate mobile, you know, secure repli- appliance. And because it's a law firm with multiple locations, they were going to have to do two different sites. And it was a lot of money. I shouldn't say a lot of money. It was like 15 grand to do the whole thing, licenses, hardware and all. And they said, no, we don't want to do that. And the other reason was we were going to do the the VPN software. The problem is you have to install that on everybody's systems. And they didn't want us touching people's home computers or laptops and things like that. Got and I'm tweet? like, well, if you don't want us to buy the VPN hardware that you need to set up the portal and do a lot of stuff, and you don't want us to do the software, then how are we going to get this done? And that's where TrueGrid came in. So this company is paying for 85 licenses of TrueGrid. Hmm. But only seven of the users are using them. Okay. Because they don't want to close down their naked RDP connections. Oh. So, you know, I could just, you know, say, oops, I made a mistake and broke it. And you have to use TrueGrid, but I don't want to do that. Right. But at the same time, I'm hoping that they get some sort of audit. (laughs) that that They actually come in and and have to test something because, you know, the sad part is they're paying for it. They're just not using it. I just, you know, I can't really force them to use it. I'm an outside vendor. I don't even you know, manage all of the network because they have somebody in house that kind of takes care of that. So it's kind of like, look, as long as, you know, you're paying for it. And as long as I can say that I gave you the
1: tools that's on you. This is how data breaches happen, everybody, because you got a company that the client wants them to do something and they don't. And and what they do is they incorrectly answer The questionnaire that they're presented with, do you have multi-factor authentication? Of course we do. And they check the box. And if no one's physically auditing, there you go. And that's the problem is, you know, yeah, we have it. The question
0: should be, are you using it? Using it, right. And can you prove that you're using it? You know, here's the thing is, can you present logs that show that all of your people are logging in remotely with that? Can you prove that port 3389 is blocked? Which I had another customer that, it was funny, they had everything, you know, all the standard ports were blocked and whatever. But for some reason, I don't know how it happened, but port 7000 was open. Okay. And I couldn't figure out what it was because I'm like, I didn't open it. And turns out the customer had changed the password on the firewall, didn't remember what it was. And I said, well... The only way for me to fix that is to reset your firewall and do it over. And that's yep. what I did. I went in one day, you know, it took me 15, 20 minutes cause I had all the settings, you know, backed up and right. stuff, but it was still the pain of having to do that all because they went in and did something for port 7,000, which I think it was a remote access software that the owner wanted.
1: Right. But, uh, 30, thirty thirty three eighty nine is dangerous. And I came across that where that, is where ransomware attacks yes. that port and is the culprit. And I'll never forget, even years ago, working with bytes, where we had a client, the only machine, and it still had 3389 on it because it was brought in and we didn't touch it. And it was the only one not running Malwarebytes, not, got infected with ransomware, but only impacted one directory on the server which, of course, we had backed up, you know, and was able to restore everything. But we found the one system, you know, and it was that's where the hole is. You made an interesting comment about the home users. An attorney just I'm seeing an uptick of hiring right now, which is great to see that. And I'm onboarding new employees, you know, a couple a week now for clients. And for the ones that have remote access or want to get in, we onboard them just like they were in the office. I mean, I use our whole, uh, you know, what we do, uh, you know, BitLocker encryption, you know, uh, malware bytes for antivirus and ransomware. Uh, I put my synchro agent on. I put, you know, we do a cleaning and do, you know, I make sure it's the official Office 365, you know, from the company. So we, I, I just literally did that last night for a new attorney who was hired. So, uh, I'm doing that, but I'm I'm not getting resistance. I'm lucky. The companies are small enough. They're letting us do the home systems and they don't mind paying for that support. Yeah. But
0: it must not be attorneys because attorneys are the ones that always fight no, back. It is. It is. An attorney. It is?
1: I, 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 <laughs> nice. By the way, I need, I got to tell you this. It, it was my second retainer client ever, still a client. And they now, they were the first client to have direct deposit into my business account for payment. I send an invoice and two days later I get a payment. It is, that is so unlike attorneys. Yeah, <laughs> that is, that's it is. So that's great, but you're right. Although now and I can't No, you know, we're going to not say the name to protect the innocent. I'm, 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 fighting down a dentist who owes me a lot of money. Mm. So that's the, you know, I don't want them to become like that, you know? Right. So I think it's just that they're too busy and that's the, you know, that, that I got to give them a little slack. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, speaking of
0: money. So Taz wrote in the chat there, 15 minutes, that's a billable hour. Yes, Taz, you are correct. That was a trip out to the client and it is a minimum one hour charge Regardless of how long I am there, I do half hour. I should do an hour. I do. We I do used half to, hour. I used to do half hour, but then it was like, you know what? I got to do an hour. Everybody yeah. else does it. Every other industry
1: does it. You're you're right. And I'll tell you, there's some clients now we're starting to say, well, it's travel and an hour. You know, that's I have only a couple of clients because they're like a half hour away, and not. Nah, they should get billed an hour for travel. And an hour on site, no matter what, if uh, we're on site. I don't do that. Now, now my first hour
0: will include travel. So okay. for most of my customers, I'm, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So if I get there and it's a quick fix, you know, and I'm in and out in 15, 20 minutes, I'm only there, you know, it's a half hour for me from my office to their office plus the time. And then I stop the clock the time I leave.
1: So what do you do going to Tampa?
0: Well, that's, that's, different. that's a different, that is, that is, that is billable both ways because it's, it's out of town.
1: Okay. So anytime now, it's out pay- of
0: town, which is technically more than an hour, it's billable right. both ways.
1: Now, my client in South Delaware that I was at last week during the tornadoes hitting and everything, I billed three hours. I bill half the travel. Like it's a three hour drive. So I bill three. And so I'm eating the other three coming back. So it's like, I'm like half billing. You know, for for some travel. And usually that's only if you're an hour or more out, you know. And so I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to also raise my prices. And it's, it's tough because I haven't raised my prices since 2008. There's clients still the same price. Mm. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's do this real quick.
0: I want to quickly again say thank you to the people that are supporting me. And we've got uh, Mauerbytes bites. Uh, I have used Malwarebytes Bench for quite some time now, computers done right, and of course NetAlly. So I want to throw them in there and say thank you, folks, and uh, say thank you to all them. If you want to support the show, you can either head over to podnutspro.com and go to our affiliates page. You can shop the Amazon store there. But podnutspro.com is also the place where you can go and look at our back catalog of shows. If I get around to writing blogs, that will be there, all those good things. But you can be like these people and support the show by either, like I said, shopping the Amazon store. You can become a Patreon, like our good company, Computers Done Right. You can give a donation either through PayPal or you can buy me a cup of coffee all of that is available there on the site there. So Mike, we are going to do a quick news segment. Are you ready for that? Yes, I am. Here we
1: go. When being a Florida man, I come prepared with a local Florida story. All right. So this is from a village in Dunedin and that's a, you know, an HOA where the, 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 the villages and the different places in Florida, they if it's a deeded community, that means they control what you put on your lawn or any architecture. A villager was arrested earlier this year with a gun in his golf cart and was subject of a deed compliance hearing this past Monday due to lawn ornaments he has refused to remove from his yard. We're going to have a link to the article, the different heads. I don't understand. There's a snowman with a basketball on top of its head. There's in the back, a blue flamingo. This is just, it's unbelievable. And it made me think of a neighbor near me in Florida that had just these obnoxious, huge pink flamingos. I mean, they were huge and when we were back down in August, they were all gone. So the HOA police finally, you know, got there and did their thing. But this guy actually to to put a gun and carry it in his golf cart to defend his his lawn. Well, you get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's my Florida man.
0: All right. Yes. So thank you for bringing your Florida man story. I'm going to. Have a little bit of a break because I've got a great Florida man story. But first, I want to do a little bit of tech news. And of course, everybody has heard the rumors and has found out that they are true. Apple iPhone 13 comes out soon, claiming that it's giving you better battery and improved cameras with a starting price of seven ninety nine. So I don't know if this is just because it's lucky number thirteen, but from everybody that I've spoken with and heard from, yeah, it's not such a big upgrade and Outside of the fact that it claims to have a six point one inch screen, and there's a mini that has a five point four inch screen, it has a new a fifteen bionic chip but with a five nanometer processor. It is now 6-core, calling itself the fastest CPU on any smartphone. And what else does it do? Oh, it claims to have a 12-megapixel wide-angle camera that can pull in up to 47% more light. There's a new cinematic mode, and it also supports night mode shooting. And the fact that all of this stuff, eh, I don't know if I'm really going to be willing to spend an extra seven hundred and ninety nine dollars i'm not here's
1: my 12 right (laughs) and 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 by the way the 13 is heavier than the 12 and i think this is the heaviest phone i've ever i've ever held of a smartphone so i'm not i'm not a fan of these features they're not enough you know what i want you know what i desperately desire this to do to be a good phone
0: To be a phone first, yes.
1: And that for some reason kind of doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. So, well, we're going to find out too because also happening next week, specifically on the 20th, Apple will be releasing iOS 15. And they're going to have some updates to FaceTime with some notification changes. And what is the big thing here? They are – well, here's the big one I think that uh, I would only really be interested in. They're doing an all-new weather application, which allows you to view full-screen weather maps showing precipitation, air quality, and temperature. And I want to see if it has
1: a hurricane app built into it because that's – I use your hurricane app. I use all the apps that Marv recommended. I'm tracking Lo and behold that I have to realize that I'm going to be tracking them up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but, <laughs> like last week. But uh yes, and I love them. So, I don't know if they're going to do any better than that. So. I don't know. So, now for our Florida
0: man story, it's actually a Florida cat story and I'm going to have to show some video along with it because if you are a football fan, the Miami Hurricanes were playing over the weekend, and the biggest reaction came when a cat was stranded in the upper level of the Hard Rock Stadium during the start of the game. As football fans watched in disbelief, the cat fell about 50 feet to the first level, where cat loving fans caught the feline in an American flag. <coughs> there are tons of videos that were taken by the social media storm and it was coined the hashtag hard rock cat. And, uh, it's just, I'll play it again here for people, the ultimate catch. And really it was the highlight of the evening. Of course, the hurricanes lost and there have been so many hits on YouTube with this cat. The people that caught the cat, I believe his name was, uh, Craig Cromer and his wife, they bring the flag to every game. So it just so happened that they were in the location where the cat fell and they have also been interviewed on local news. And, I'm sure uh, PETA has something to say about this, but <laughs> well, the big thing is, you know, the cat actually ran away after it got caught. It had a collar on it, which everybody's wondering who brought a cat to the stadium, <laughs> exactly. but the cat ran away. So everybody wants to know where's the cat. And what is the update with it? Is it okay? So that is your Florida cat story for the week.
1: Oh, my! there's no competing with that. (laughs) What's funny is if you,
0: if you were watching the game, you could literally tell the difference in the cheers. The entire stadium was cheering for this cat. And not for the team that was on the field. How sad. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. So, Mike, when I was promoting the show, I actually tagged it with the line of conferences. Should we stay home or should we go? Not because I wanted to create controversy over that, but I know that conferences such as DattoCon just recently changed their format. They were going to be an in-live in-person conference, but they switched to all virtual. And as far as I know, uh, you and I will be attending the ASCII Success Summit later this month or later this next month in October. That continues to be an in-person conference. I'm going to be heading over to Chicago this Friday up for TechCon Unplugged. That will be in person, and I'm doing, of course, all of the precautions and I've got vaccinated I'll have my mask and we'll do all that but uh, of course the people are you know our conferences really going to continue to be the thing and
1: I say yes what do you think I, I think they are but they're not I I now I'm not going but for a different reason I'm heading to Florida this weekend or I would be at TechCon and it depend I think people are going to look harder at what they're going to spend in going to this and the risk. And it's that risk versus reward. And are you going to risk getting COVID even if you're fully vaccinated? And and that's something that bothers me as I'm heading back down into, into Florida, you know, where I think the businesses are great. Excuse me, but the the people were crazy. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, but and, and I'm kind of scared about that, you know, uh, I, I'm more scared of that, I think, than going to the, the conference where I think the the people, especially like something like TechCon, eh, they're kind of, I was going to say one of us, you know, they're maybe in there in terms of, you know, they're all vaccinated maybe and hopefully they'll all be, you know, wearing masks. Now, you're going to wear your mask in the middle of the conference if you're sitting at a table? It depends
0: on the table, to be honest with you. Okay. I think once right. I get in and situated, you know, and we're equally distanced and stuff like that, I'll probably take it off for those portions. I'll probably, you know, if we're out in the hallway and it's all cramped and stuff, mask goes on, which is what I do right. here. Uh, even going into offices, most of our offices, they are requiring vaccination in order to come back into the office. So yes. And they still have the guns where you walk in and get your temperature and stuff like that. Once I'm inside, I'll take off the mask. But traveling from my car into the building, if i got to get into an elevator, things of that nature, that's the mask is on. But once I'm inside.
1: I'm I'm doing the same thing. Yes. Uh, my, My son and I, we are, you know, masking up and following everything. And only if the client says, hey, are you fully vaccinated? We are. If you want to take your mask off, you can. If they invite us to, that's when we will, you know, take right. it, take it off. And and again, I've seen my son sometimes continue to wear it, you know? So there's it, you know, it's going to be interesting. Now, you know, there's going to be a panel. As a matter of fact, you are going to be talking with Jason Miller. Yep. You guys are going to separate when you're talking, you know? Hey, so we're going to do actually
0: you know, the club. come
1: out. You yeah, know? we're
0: going to do a couple of different things. We're actually one person's going to be up in front and one person's going to be wandering around the audience with the microphone uh, because okay. we're going to do an audience participation segment. And okay. so we're actually that doing works out, we're doing be, yeah, we're, and we're doing two segments. So one segment I'll be up front, Jason will be in the audience. The other segment then, he'll be up front, I'll be in the audience. And while we're in the audience, I'll be wearing the mask, but you know, right. the whole purpose of that is just to get the microphone to
1: people. Right, but if you've got to talk, see, that's the thing. Right. Presenters, I get it. You don't, don't want the mask on while you're trying to talk. You know, yeah. it's it's not it's not easy. So it's going to be interesting when I go. So my first real conference during the pandemic is going to be ASCII with you down in Orlando. And I'm looking forward to it because I'm down there already. I had nothing to do for those couple days except for supporting, you know, my company. I say nothing to do. And my clients, you know, if they hear this, they're like, what? You know, so... I think it's it's going to be cool because I want to be exposed to uh, different things and different, different uh, people, different companies. And just like two years ago for TechCon, you know, one of the things I got out of that was my Synchro, my RMM. And, uh, you know, I got a great discount. Yeah, we, you know, so, we had and,
0: to bring you kicking and screaming into an RMM, by the way.
1: Yes, that's true. And. Paco helped seal the deal by getting me a a deep discount for the first year. You know, so that was tremendous. I didn't sign on, but met Magnus, met Mike from Magnus Box there. And it was the year after that I finally, you know, brought, you know, uh, bought in and started, you know, moving my clients. So I got a lot of good things out of the convention. And I think that's what you have to look at. Where are you? And then it's now. Well, where is it being held? And is that area safe? You know, now you got to weigh it versus the pandemic. Virtual, it's too easy to walk away or turn it off if I'm bored. Yeah. You know, where I'm engaged. If if I'm in the office, if if I'm in a room, and depending on how the room's going and how big it is, you know, can I sneak out? Or is it going to be embarrassing to leave? You know, so you may have my attention the whole time. Virtual, I've tried one. I forget which one it was, and it wasn't that but it didn't hold me. It's not the same. No matter how how hard they try, it's not the same. Well, it's got to be an engaging
0: virtual platform. So, you know, when you look at, you know, and our good friend, uh, the doctor there, PC Medics of Richmond, said ROI is basically what you got to look at, and that's both virtual or in-person. Now, I, I favor the in-person but i always look at it it's what's my return going to be because yep. i'll be honest one of the reasons that i've not gone to some of the bigger conferences is because if they are only sit in a room and listen to somebody speak and, and then
1: slides and then now.
0: and then party at night Yeah, that may sound like a fun time because sometimes the presentations are good, but I'm not going to drink till midnight and 1 and 2 a.m. and stuff like that. So it's got to be what is it really going to do for me to be there? Yes, I can meet vendors and stuff, but the bigger the conference, the harder it is to get that time alone with each individual vendor. So the smaller conferences like we have done with you know, TechCon, uh, Unplugged, even ITO Compass – uh, and ASCII, you know, you get more time to engage with
1: people. So, which is, and it's the networking too. It's the networking. Is, you know, I'm going to like-minded people. I'm going to be talking with and meeting with, and I look forward to that because sometimes you get more out of a conversation with that with someone in your network. You know, where I when I was on the fence with the RMM, and I think there were five people at at uh, the first TechCon that were all synchro. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I was, got bombarded. and I was like, that's it. You know, I waved the white flag. I said, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm in, Yeah, you know, and I needed that, you know, Hey, I, I signed up for freedom voice because of that, you know, that yeah. was another vendor. Well, some things don't all work out. No, good. they don't.
0: But, <laughs> but you know what? It was, it was a common community thing that at the time was right. good
1: for us. Exactly. So, and so that's the, so you got to look at that. Where are you in your business? Where are you? Are are there things missing that you need? Are there tools like when you get to see Marv with the Net Net Ally? I have my link split. My son, that link splitter, you would have to pry it out of his cold dead hand. He I I have to buy another one for me. He won't even give it to me now. You know, <laughs> so he uses that all the time. You know, so that's it's learning and we wouldn't have learned that if it wasn't for uh, the first unconvention, you know, in, in Canada. So they're the kind of things that, you know, you take away, you know, hey, we met malware bites. That's I would have never been all in for that, you know, and reselling it if I hadn't met them. You know, so you take a look at your product line and services and do an evaluation. Are there things I need to you know, spruce up, up maybe something better that I can make more money. And now can I get in front of that vendor to get a good deal and, and, and build a relationship? So they're the things that I look for. And that's why I'm excited. Cause ASCII, you've talked about it a lot, I've li- but I've, I like, well, now I have the opportunity. I'm an hour and a half away from there only. Yep. Yeah, I can do that. You know, that's how it's cool. You know? And and uh, see what I can get out of it. Yeah. So ASCII does or has done a great
0: thing. So when COVID started, they took a platform, and I can't remember the exact name of it. It's either Rimu or Retu or something like that. I think Retu is a Star Wars reference. So if I said that mm-hmm. wrong, Star Wars fans, sorry. But they have a software that they were using for their big conferences where it was literally a conference online. And not only did they have, you know, the presentations where somebody would go up and speak, but when you first go into the platform, it was like walking into a networking room where they would have tables where eight people could walk up to a table. And, you know, if you had your camera on and speakers and stuff, you could talk and speak as if you were at a conference sitting at a table. And talking, and then you could switch tables, you could see who was at another table, so if you had a friend that you were waiting for, and they popped in and or you saw there was somebody at a table you know that you wanted to go see, you could just simply hop table to table, and they had designated times where you could network at those tables, and then of course, they would have the designated time for the speaker, and so right. for you know thirty minutes or whatever, you could only listen to the speaker you couldn't you know, talk amongst the table, which is kind of like the only difference. But in a virtual concept, that's how you would capture the attention. Um, and then you could come and go as you please. So if you did need to walk away, you could walk away. But I felt that that was a platform that is so much better. And listen, I use Zoom, right? you know, I have, you know, StreamYard for this. I've used some other platforms, but that that platform, it's And it's pricey. I'm not going to say, you know, go out and get it because it's not cheap. It's meant for, you know, thousand person conferences. Right. Um, But that if, if other companies would have platforms like that to combine a virtual and an on premise conference, I think that would kind of work.
1: Yes. Now, Taz in the chat mentioned something. It's those BS sessions that are sometimes invaluable that you're going to have, In the hallway, get a beverage or get is that, you know, as as you that that networking in between the sessions. Now, I have a question for you. The ASCII sessions is every session you got a table so I can have my Surface Pro there and be. Yes. Well, at least it
0: has been. I've not been to any this year, but the way that I've understood it, there are tables. You are, you know, socially distance. So you're going to have room at a table to okay. spread your stuff out. And all the times that I've been before, there's always been enough tables for everyone. It's not, you know, something where, okay. you know, only the front, you know, two rows have tables have and everybody tables else too. has, has state, you know, stadium seating. No,
1: everybody right. has a table. Good. Yeah, that to me, that's important. Yeah. And, and that's why that was important when we were involved in setting up the, fir- uh, helping with the first, uh, tech con, you know, gotta have a table. You gotta have a table which I'm going to take, if if you don't mind, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to mention something. Another, it's not, I wouldn't call it a conference, but I did a meetup for show 500 a few years ago. I am going to try very, very hard to have a Mike tech show meetup in February of 2022. You'll have to prove that you're vaccinated to get in or You tested negative in the past 72 hours. Now we have no idea what's going to happen between now and February and the venue that I'm going to have. And by the way, this is free for you to attend. I'm going to eat the cost of the venue because the venue is going to be possibly in my village area. So if all can work out and I can rent that place for a day, it'll be a Saturday. It'll be in Oldsmar, Florida. I will give you plenty of opportunities, but I want to do that again and we'll have a great time. And Marv is going to commit. We're going to pull some names from the past that happened to be in Florida, a little tease, you know, uh I think it'll be a lot of fun. and And certainly I'm finally addressing my Florida listeners. You know, where anytime I'm down there, they're like, when are we going to meet up? You know, I get emails, text, Facebook, you know, and I'm looking forward to that. So hopefully I can pull that off. Should be good. And yep. you're not going to eat the cost. You'll have uh, partners to help take care of it. And Yes, uh, yes. And actually, I al- I already have a possible sponsor that's going to pick up food. So for the lunch. So anyway, that's going to be fun. All right. Well, speaking of sponsors, Mike, since this Ah, is a combined show, why don't I let you you. uh, do your little spiel? This next portion of the show is brought to you by Instant House Call. If you are an IT professional or MSP, this is what you need for remote access for unattended Remote access for your clients, your customers that's affordable, reliable. This is what you need. Go to instanthousecall.com, download the trial, and use the promo code Mike Tech Show. Or you could just, when you go to Mike which flips you to MikeNation.net, big ad on the left hand side for Instant House Call. Just click on that. It'll take you there, and you'll be glad you tried it. All right.
0: All right. So now getting back to conferences, let's go back and, you know, I think everybody agrees that the networking is probably the biggest component of an in-person conference. You get the opportunity to kind of step out of your yourself in a sense, you know, because we're always so busy in our businesses, but you can step away from the business, be with like-minded people, get ideas that you probably wouldn't have gotten on your own. You can ping ideas off of each other, share thoughts, share stories, but what else in terms of, you mentioned the fact that you now are using some better tools for your business Mm -hmm. because of stuff like that, but what are some other things that you think when you went to a physical in-person conference and got to meet people, what was it that really
1: blew you away? for me, and you're going to laugh, but it depends what it is that if I got to decide between two products and one's offering me a deep discount because I attended a conference or a deal or that might tip the scale for me, I'm going to save some money. And you know what? It was a flip of a coin, maybe between, you know, A and B. So I met them and, you know, I might do it. It's also Something that uh I'm gonna give you a great example. Years I, I still use uh Shadow Protect, you know, and Storagecraft was at Comptia when I was there. And I'm going through I love the vendor areas and we go through and met with some guys from Storagecraft, you know, and just got to talk to them. Hey, I use the product all the time. And someone was behind me and there was like, you know, hey, we didn't pay him to say this. You know, <laughs> so it was it was it was cool just connecting. And you know, I met a couple other places, you know, that it it opened my mind to new things, whether I jumped on or not, or, you know, maybe you get that. I, I think swag is very important. I want that free trial or that, you know, demo unit or, you know, whatever, you know, you can get that can put in my hands. It's going to save me money and I get to test it out a little bit. You know, maybe it's a six month trial of some kind of uh, tool or software, you know, or it's such a discount. Ah, just going to buy it, you know, because it's such a deep discount. So I look for that and like that. And I'm, I, I'm hoping some vendors and things at ASCII is going to open my mind up to other options, things I haven't looked at. You know, maybe it's where I'm going to buy office 365 from. You know, or maybe it's, you know, uh, I don't know. Here, I'm going to throw a company out there. Is PAX 8 part of ASCII? Yeah, I don't know, and I don't, but that would be a company I'd want to have a discussion with. I can tell you this, PAX 8 is mentioned a lot in ASCII. Okay. See, right off the bat, and I'm already going in with, you know, it's something that I haven't pulled the trigger. I'm kind of, you know, and oh. By the way, it integrates with my RMM, you know, so there are some things, but there's also some scary things that things that I'm not sure about, you know, with PAX 8. So maybe it's I'm talking to one of the techs or somebody there or somebody that's going to give me an opinion or I'm going to run into someone networking that, oh, wait, I use that, you know, but I only use it for this, 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 you know, they sell this other stuff. You don't need that or you don't, you know. I just need to learn more. You do.
0: And you probably need to talk to a few people because I've, I've talked to Pax8. I'm actually, here's what's sad. I've been a Pax8 partner for Mm -hmm. years, but I've never purchased anything from them or through them because I already had my deals set up with a lot of the vendors direct and it was either the same or better and switching would not really benefit me. Now, we're getting to the point where Pax8 now has enough vendors that I might be able to save if I moved everything over to them. And the benefit is you can have one place to go and buy everything. So I think right. there are some benefits there, but, you know, cause I know that, you know, office 365 where I, that I, you know, app river, you know, I'm, I don't even know what level I am with App river, but if I switch and go anywhere else, I'm, oh. not, I'm not going to get the same uh, right. benefits that I do now. I can both resell and refer through rap River
1: and as a reseller,
0: that make like good money. With,
1: that's like me with SureWeb. Now I don't make a lot I'm like i'm, I'm all I'm an advisor they call you know right so I don't directly resell it. I just get a piece of what's sold, you know, but then they're on the front lines for support, but then so am I. But my support's billable too, so it's I I have so many clients and I'm so dug in with ShareWeb. It's going to be very difficult to move me away, you know, from there. And they're my Microsoft reseller technically, because that's where I resell Office 365. Or I shouldn't say resell it. I help sell it through ShareWeb, you know, and then I just get a piece on the back end of that, you know, for from their monthly. Yeah. And that's so you're right. If you if I and I don't have many of those deals. So I'm a little more open, you know, I at least I think I am, you know, to uh possibilities of what Pax8 is offering. And yeah. it may even give me a line that I'm not involved in yet that, ooh, wait a second, I want to. You know, where I I know I need better Wi-Fi you know, firewalls, I'm a reseller for Untangle and I'm, you know, I'm kind of, you know, ingrained in that. But that's not the end all answer all the time. So I have to broaden as I get bigger. I got to broaden the scope of the products right. that I can, I can get and I got to make those deals. So Pax8 wow. was just one example, but you'd never know that, gem you're going to find that I don't know the name yet because right. we're going to meet in a few weeks. Well, PAX8 is going to be good for you to look at,
0: especially if all you're doing is you're indirectly reselling, is kind of what that is. Right. You know, whereas I'm directly selling sixty percent of my Office three sixty five stuff. So, you know, I'm selling at a higher than twenty percent, you know, margin on all that stuff. So that's what I don't want to give up because everybody else is probably around sixteen, which listen, sixteen to twenty is not a big deal. Well, but see, you get, if there's a volume, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but there's so many other products that you get access to being but, in Pax Eight, and you're going to get different type of support. So you don't always have to get support directly from the
1: vendor. You can get it through Pax
0: Eight to help you with that.
1: Do you integrate? Well, you're not using the Pax Eight as as much. But if you did, do they integrate with your RMM? I think you're using SolarWinds, right? Well, here's the integrate? problem.
0: So this is where another issue. So I I have been demoing some other products because I am still using. Uh, it's not SolarWinds; it's Enable now. So they've changed names for the eighth time and whatever. That, and by the way, it,
1: it, we're not going to go down this road. But I think because we did once. I know. I just saw you. I just saw Enable, you shudder and tremble. I, I lost a client because of Enable. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah.
0: So my product is the other side of that even though it's the same name it's the other side to that and to be honest they still work for me and so i i haven't switched now i've i've demoed the others i've actually just finished i think i finished and the reason i think i finished is because my rep emailed me today asking me what i thought the problem is i only had a 12 day demo i need 30 days or 60 days. And I just don't have time in 12 days to to do enough. But I need stuff that integrates more. And a lot of the other packages, it seems as though none of them have that, you know, the bulk of integration that I use. Because right now I've got my RMM, I've got my web protection, I've got some backup, I've got antivirus, And it's not, not that they're all great. I'm not going to say that they are, but they're good enough for me and my clients. And it's, I can see all of it in one dashboard and I've got some compliance stuff that I can do with some risk assessments, uh, scans that I do. Um, and that works. And if
1: I were to switch, I would lose some of that integration,
0: you know, and And I
1: still got to integrate. I, I'm still manually doing my antivirus. And my backups, and yet there are scripts that I can incorporate it into Synchro. And I have not had the time, and that is something, and I keep saying this, but I'm hoping for less distractions as I keep building on things I'm going to be doing in Florida. I do want to, some of that time, start integrating more into Synchro. I got to automate us more. Yeah. And that's my, that's the big, that's my mantra now, and I need to incorporate that more, and I know I can do it. The scripts are already there, and th- that others have done it. So uh, that anyway, that's something I'm looking to do because I'm still happy with my product line, but I want a backup of the product, no pun intended. So let's say I'm unhappy with my antivirus program, or not unhappy, but What if something goes ugly or goes wrong? I've got to be ready to pull the trigger for another solution. So that's another reason for the going to conferences. Yes, you're happy with your RMM, but you wake up tomorrow and enable went out of business. What do you do? You know, I
0: I, know. Right. I know who my list of people I would go to.
1: Right. So this is where I'm saying this is where you need to do an assessment and, that, and even me, I got, I'm keeping an open mind, even though these products, I have the deal or I have, you know, I'm happy with it. Things go bad, things go wrong. And you need that. You They do. They do. They do.
0: But here's the thing. I've gone and looked at a lot of other products and there's some that are better, you know, but don't quite fit my model because right. I'm not going to try to say that I'm a, full-fledged MSP and full automation and stuff like that. But the model I have with my clients, maybe that product didn't work. There are some that are not MSP enough, right. if that's the way to phrase it, where they are trying to bundle it so that you can use it. But right. it's not really, there's, you know, the dashboard. Freedom Voice was a perfect example. And I'm, you know, and I'm, not, yep. I'm not throwing them under the bus, but to get into the Freedom Voice portal, you had to do it individually for each client. Right. Well that
1: doesn't work for me. Right.
0: Yeah, I want to be right. able to look at all my clients within a product. And I've got, you know, some backup solutions that I'm looking at that are not quite there yet. Datto right now is has been the premier dashboard when it comes to backup. Right. They're
1: also pricey. Right. Now I'm happy with my backup dashboard and it's someone I met at at uh TechCon. Yep which is a Magnus box. I'll mention them. Now they're having data center issues and they'll be the first to admit it because it's public knowledge. They've had so many outages this past month. It's getting scary. Mm. I got to have a replacement ready to roll. And, and Michael listen to this and he'll understand, I, uh, but I'm giving them a lot of slack. It, the transparency has been tremendous. I would rather deal with a company that is honest and direct with me than someone that tries to hide it and put, you know, and make an excuse and put it and push it under the rug. And I do like the dashboard of the activity for that. So it's great. I to, When we're done here, I'm going to look tonight and see how all the backups are going, you know? So that's something that you're right. I like that. But also, and I'm going to add something, it's the devil, you know, <laughs> you True. know, yeah. and, If I can live with and manage this devil, another devil's not my, you know, this one I know. I know how to manage that, you know. So that's, uh, you also got to look at that. You know, the grass could be greener, look greener on the other side. It may not be. So that's why I got test machines. And that's why I I think vendors need to put longer demos together. Uh, I know, what was it? MSP365 Backup. I forget what their name was and they changed the name. You know, to that I forget they used to have another name. Yeah, I remember. And cloud, and, uh, cloudberry or cloudberry. Yes, yes. Well, I, you know, I I didn't get a chance enough to, and boom, it was done. The 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 demo. I'm like, well, well, you know, I I guess you don't want me, you know. And then they came back. You know, why why haven't you done anything? Because your demo wasn't long enough. I needed to do some more testing and more work. You know, so, uh, and that so their companies have to realize. That for us, we got to really put it through its paces and test it and beat it up. Yeah. You know, before we're going to start bringing bringing that out to clients. That's why I got more test machines now than I thought I'd ever have, because I need to test all of this. You know, so I'm worried about Windows 11. I don't have my my test beds are older systems. You know, what am I going to do? Buy a fleet of new systems just to test Windows 11? I may have to. May have to. Yeah. I know. So, so you
0: mentioned, you know, one of the bugaboos about going to an in-person conference, and the biggest thing that there has always been fought against is people saying that they don't want to feel like they're being sold.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of conferences. How many times do we sit there in the audience, and right. the vendor presentations are really just pitches?
1: That's right.
0: And if you buy today, you'll get fifteen percent. Which really? I mean, yes, you want it. You want those incentives, but you know, okay. I don't want to be sold the whole time I'm there. I don't mind a vendor, you know. Which is why you know, unconvention, tech con ito has worked out so great for us, uh, and ask you to some extent as well. Is that the vendors are there to hang out with us, not to pitch us and leave?
1: You know, that's a, that is big. That is another reason that you gotta uh, that's worthy of going you know if that uh, th- you're right i never i never, I didn't even think of that but but you're right that's exactly um, how I think of it because what i found what i what is
0: what upsets me the most is when vendors show up to a conference, they pitch you, and as as long as you're going through the vendor hall, they're nice to you, but as soon as five o'clock hits or whenever that daily conference end is they run off and the vendors are on one side of the room drinking and partying and chatting it up. And us as it professionals are on another side of the room. And it's like, you don't dare cross the void. And that's where I think the problem is and why we feel like, you know, well, if you're just here to sell me and you're not going to really sit and talk with me and here, here's the good of our product. Here's the bad of our product. Hey, here's somebody that's used our product for two years come over here and tell, you know, instead of the vendor being the one that's, bring a partner over, you know, and that partner, you know, one of the things that I have loved in in looking at some of the products, even though I haven't switched, when we were looking at, you know, Calyptics and up level and stuff like that, I actually had those vendors say, can you give me somebody to talk to? And I usually ask for two or three names and I talk to people that, you know, had spent all this time. They looked at all these other products first and then settled on this one or somebody that used the product went somewhere else and then came back. Right. That's the stories we need to get. Yes. Oh, completely agree. Uh, yes, Kevin, I see your post, but I'm not going to put it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, actually, you know what? I will. There it is. So for those of you watching the video, I was
1: wondering if uh, you're, you're gonna okay.
0: Yeah because yeah, you listen, you know me. I'm not gonna hide from anything and tiptoe around stuff. Um, I,
1: was, I broke my foot. That's why I was not there. So I all I know Oh Keith, I'm I, sorry,
0: Keith, I, not I, Kevin,
1: sorry. I knew it was a cake. Say this. I gotta I gotta say this. That the I I received texts the the first day of that where that they they the person said it i think it would be a mercy killing if i killed the presenter and i think i think i would get away with it i'm mm. <laughs> like oh my god
0: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: listen so, there there have uh, been some bad conferences you know yeah a lot of i'll be honest the comptia ones you know i'm not really a
1: big fan of them anymore no i mean i, I enjoyed hanging out outside the rooms in the at the, at the at the at the the vendor area yeah. you know i i thought that was more fun you know i i think i only went to a couple sessions when i was there and uh i was i i was lucky and i was there as part of instant house call so i'm gonna you know full disclosure you know and we we did some uh some cool stuff. We did a Mike Tech show. We did a a tech, we did tech vets, you know, from CompTIA and uh, had a lot of fun, you know, but uh, that, that, but you're right. The one session I went to it was like, you yeah, know, it was I, I, it was it, it helped want to do the unconvention or, you know, what is, what is TechCon? Because of that bigness. Now, what is going to be interesting that given the pandemic, how spaced out can they be? Like, we we don't know. So that's, I don't know how, you know, how, how big, how, how spread out can they be? And hopefully they can be to make everybody happy enough. You right. know, for that social distancing. Taz brought up something too. Our cigar social. Which at <laughs> every night at TechCon you could find hold on. Tom Bull, Taz, me, and a couple others with a cigar and a drink. <laughs> which was great. I mean, had a had a lot of fun. Mm. So Keith
0: asked a question if we ever been to Spice World. Hosted by Spice Words.
1: Now I've heard that that's a pretty good conference. Right. No, and you know what? That that might be something to look into. I'd consider that. You know,
0: there's a couple of conferences I've heard about, but they've they've either been at a wrong time for me. Right. You know, either I've had a project or another event that I couldn't go to. So that's another thing. We've got so many conferences now, just like we have so many webinars and so many zoom meetings and stuff like that. And I, you know, if, if I will say this, I don't think a lot of vendors watch my show, but if you do, I will only apologize this one time. If you have been sending me emails asking me to attend this webinar or attend this zoom meeting, or I'm at the point now where I am immediately deleting all of those. I'm I I get so many I delete them. I'm done for the year. I am. I'm sorry. I apologize. Now, if you call my office, we'll still be nice to you, and I'll listen. And if it's great, I will. But if you're sending me, I, I'm I'm getting, I'm getting like ten to fifteen a
1: day. That's I don't a, get that many, but I do get a couple. I get I get some every other day. I'll get I'll get a couple, and it's just you know annoying. But that something I'm looking forward to now. That since my times being divided down in Florida, well, an hour and a half drive to Orlando, that's nothing, you know? So, you know, or if we had a, you know, three and a half hour drive to Jacksonville or down in Fort Lauderdale, I mean, it's not horrible, you know, and I can, I can, I can do that. So that, that just gives me more opportunities that I can, I can do some more things in person. So All right. We just, because this pandemic's got to get, we got to get rid of this. We do. All right. So
0: I had thought I would put together a list of like, you know, the 10 reasons you should go to conferences, but I didn't do it. Mm. Okay. So let's see. We covered a lot of that. We did. Yep. We did. And of course we mentioned, you know, the return on investment, networking, uh, an opportunity to, you know, Bounce ideas off of people that you wouldn't normally do. Uh, get ideas that you wouldn't have thought of. Uh, meeting the vendors, the swag. It's nothing wrong with good swag.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And uh, if anybody is listening or watching and wants to send some other reasons, uh, we'll be happy to hear
1: those. Um, Can I add a couple? Yeah, and I'm and this is this is this should bring a smile to Marv. The venue has to be in the same place as the hotel. They, they, they need to be at the same location. Oh, by the way, I think air conditioning is important. Is a, is a must. <laughs> is a must. Now, there's a lot of people that know us, that know me, that this is, you know, they're, they're, they're now smiling as they hear this. listen. But, your it's nickname your nickname for that
0: entire weekend was omg mike <laughs> 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 because as soon as i walked in you were like oh my
1: god yes. it's hot <laughs> it's that you got to have air conditioning yeah. you know i'm too big i gotta cool down i got you can't put us in a room where it's a hundred degrees and no air anyway yep. but and you had to walk seven blocks to the venue anyway. Yeah,
0: that was another thing. Yep, so having a having a nice venue, everything's there, good food. Um if you have to put plus plus yes. after the food, you know, that sort of a thing. Uh Keith <laughs> mentioned breakout sessions. Yes. Yes. That is huge. That is, I, I, I I love agree. the fact that when we did that we were able to do breakout sessions um where you can almost like tracks. But the thing i don't like about tracks at the bigger conferences is that they're just a smaller room where you're still being pitched right the breakout yeah, sessions that we were able to do at unconvention techcon uh were actually
1: sessions where you can engage and talk right yep and and that you need good moderators that are taking control of that breakout session that keeps the flow going and keeps the ideas going and that's you know I I I I 100% uh agree uh, about the uh the breakout sessions. So now does ASCII they they do they have breakout sessions? No. No. Okay.
0: Oh well. No, it's uh ASCII is like a mini CompTIA, except okay. that it's okay. or or a bigger tech con where everything's in one room. And oh. It's a, really yeah. Everything's in one room. It's one big room. Oh, so there's
1: no like choice. Like I either go here A no, or B. No, 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 no. It's one track. You're in.
0: Yeah, oh, you're in I the room. Know that now you you, you do have that, you, you know. do have time in between sessions to go out and hang and stuff. And it's not right. like you okay. you know you don't have to be in the room. You know you can go right. out and at least when I was that's what I've done. So, <laughs> <ask> him, I'm sorry. <laughs> But if there's a session I'm not interested in, I'll find somebody and we'll go chat. I mean, that's part of what it is. But yeah, it's all one big room, one big presentation. And they'll do a thing at the end of the conference. I don't know if it's both days or the last day where, so they've got their, you know, big speeches that the big vendors will have, you know, 30 minutes, 45, or whatever. But then other vendors, they do like, it's like the minute round or whatever, where you, you may have 10 vendors and they each get a minute to get up and do their spiel so that you don't have to have every single vendor on stage for 30 minutes, you know, boring you. So,
1: okay.
0: But they have a nice, you know, nice vendor hall too. So, um, you know, it's not as big as the bigger conferences, but you know, it's not five (laughs) vendors. It's, you know, it's, it's 30, 30, 40 vendors or whatever. So you go and you get good swag, grab your bag, you know, walk around and grab stuff. Yep. No, that's
1: good. All right. I'm looking
0: forward to it. Uh, John, I see your question. Uh, I will find, let me grab the link for the conference in Orlando. It is, uh, an ASCII success summit is what they're called. And let me grab the link oh, here. Link
1: is, be in the show notes. I'm going to have a link to that in my yeah, show
0: notes. Here sure. it is. ASCII events.com. And I, we will have that in both our show notes. And, oh, but here's a tip. Get the hotel on your own. It's cheaper.
1: Then well, if you well, let me rephrase.
0: Let's go back. If you're an ASCII member and you drive, and you have to spend the night, you will get the hotel for free. Okay. If you're okay. not an ASCII member, you're responsible for the room. But as Mike said, if you are in a they good, they would charge you
1: 149. If you're
0: in a good program, you you might get a better rate. So right. check the price on your own. Sign up for the Hilton Honors. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tip. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so AskEvents dot com and there are I believe they're actually this next week, they're gonna be in New York and New Jersey. So September twenty second and twenty-third. October twenty-seventh and twenty-eighth is the one that Mike and I will be at in Orlando. It is at the Double Tree at SeaWorld. That is gonna be pretty pretty nice. And My then wife no- is
1: very disappointed she's not going to be in Florida, or she would have rode with me, <laughs> not attended the conference at all, and would have hit SeaWorld and Universal,
0: you know. Uh, okay. Uh, November 2nd and 3rd, they will be in Washington, D.C. Ooh. And then I'm December December 8th and 9th, that is the last one of the year. That is going to be in Orange County in Anaheim, and they actually do that last night where they call it the Asty Cup Party. Now, I've never been to the last one of the year. I don't know what the ASCII Cup party is, but I hear it's pretty sensational. So those are your events there. If you want to hit those. Sorry if you did not sign up for TechCon Unplugged. Registration is closed. I will be flying in Friday morning, uh September seventeenth through the nineteenth, uh as we mentioned earlier. So that will be one that we can go to. And then there's a bunch of others. Uh DattoCon, and I don't remember the dates on that, but DattoCon, which is all virtual this year, will be happening. And we'll find some other events and promote them for you. And you can yep. pick and choose what you want to go to. And, Taz, I'm ignoring your con- your comment about the AC.
1: <laughs> well, when you walk in my room, we the temperature isn't good enough unless you can go, <sighs> and you can see your breath. Then we have the right temperature. <laughs>
0: All right, Mike. Uh, any last uh, comments there as we end off the live show? Here, we will
1: be hanging out for a post show, folks. If you are here joining yep. us live, yep. Just uh, thanks for staying subscribed and listen to the show, and remember to head over to PodnutsPro dot com and MikeTechShow dot com to check out all the other shows and also uh, links to our YouTube channels there, so you can catch all the videos. I have every video for every show for 2021 all listed yay yay
0: all right and i want to say thank you to net ally malwarebytes and computers done right and of course my good friend here mike smith for hanging out with me uh, as we head into the tech weekend i will be back next week with a wrap-up show the journey home as i do after every major
1: conference so wednesday 8 p.m we'll be here we'll be back And Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, there won't be a wrap-up show. There won't be a, you know, back from the conference. So it'll be the regular in-the-trenches stories, catching up on email. And I'll be doing it from Florida. So that'll be fun. There you go. Florida man is
0: Mike Smith. (laughs) All right, folks, thank you very much for hanging out and listening to this episode of PodNuts Pro. As we mentioned, we'll be back here most Wednesdays at 8 p.m. If you don't watch the show, you can always catch the show on your favorite podcatcher or head over to PodNutsPro.com and listen to the back catalog of episodes. And that is going to do it. We're going to end off here. We'll see you next week. And until next time, holla. Holla.